Would you please stand for the reading of the gospel? Today we're reading from John 15, 1 through 8. The vine and the branches. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anything does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown in the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be given unto you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be disciples. This is the word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Thank you, Jill. I want to thank you for um, your continuous prayer support uh, for Jim Cook and for his family. Just a clarification. Um, the services, the visitation will be here, yes, at the church at 1 p.m., followed by the service itself. We will practice social distancing for those of you who will be attending. Do not underestimate the power of your presence to a family who is in grief, to a family who is mourning. So thank you so very much for governing yourselves accordingly. I remember hearing that crystal many years ago from someone. Govern yourselves accordingly. Well, let me also say thank you so much for the birthday greetings that I received on last week, Evangel Heights Church family and friends. What does success look like? What does it look like in the 21st century? What does it look like for the Christ follower? I don't know about you, but there's so many messages that would try to define a successful life to us, to our young people. It's, it's the kind of car you drive. It's the neighborhood that you live in. It's the job that you have. That, society says, is success. If you want to experience a purposeful life, then seek after the American dream, and you will. But I want to say to you on this morning that for the Christ follower, success is not about seeking after the American dream. Success is not about accumulating all of the toys that you can afford to accumulate. No. For the Christ follower, if we want to experience a purposeful life, a life that is filled to the fullness, we need to remain connected to Jesus Christ. And with the help of the Holy Spirit who dwells within each and every Christ follower, the Holy Spirit who has set up residence within each 
and every Christ follower, we can do that. The connection to Jesus Christ is not an option for us. No, I would suggest to you that this this connection that the gospel according to St. John talks about is a connection that involves a lifelong process of remaining connected. For you see, if we are to bear the fruit that Jesus Christ is calling us to bear, then we must remain connected. Join me now in a word of prayer. Loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart bless you this day. For truly you are the source of our strength and you are our redeemer. In the gospel lesson today, Jesus Christ uses the vine, which was a common symbol of the religions of the Mediterranean world. The vineyard is a symbolism that is found in Isaiah and is consistent with the use of the symbol of the vine in the gospel according to St. John chapter 15. We read about vineyards in the Old Testament, specifically Isaiah chapter 5 verses 1 through 4 and verse 7, where Israel is described as a vineyard. Hear now the reading of the text. Let me sing for my loved one a love song for his vineyard. My loved one had a vineyard on a fertile hillside. He dug it, cleared away the stones, planted it with excellent vines, built a tower inside it, and dug out a wine vat in it. He expected it to grow grapes, but it grew rotten grapes. So now you who live in Jerusalem, you people of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I haven't done for it? When I expected it to grow good grapes, why did it grow rotten grapes? The vineyard of the Lord of heavenly forces is the house of Israel. And the people of Judah are the plantings in which God delighted. God expected justice, but there was bloodshed, righteousness, but there was a cry of distress. In spite of God's care, the vineyard that represents Israel did not yield the fruit of justice and righteousness. Israel's failure to be the vineyard that God had ordained her to be does not end the story. No, Jesus, the Messiah, is the promised shoot that Isaiah prophesied about in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1. And it reads, a shoot will grow up from the stump of Jesse. A branch will sprout from his roots. Yes, Jesus Christ identifies himself with the symbol, the vine, and the branches, he says, are to bear fruit like justice and and righteousness. In Luke chapter 11, verse 52, we read, How terrible for you, Pharisees! You give a tenth of your mint, rue, and garden herbs of all kinds, while you neglect justice and love for God. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others. Yes, so this fruit that Jesus Christ is calling us to bear as his branches include justice 
It includes righteousness. Look at the text. Look at the text in Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. Jesus tells his disciples that if they are to experience a fruitful life, they need to abide in him. And the Greek word for abide means to stay, stand fast, remain. The idea is to stay where you are. Don't wander off. How easy it is hmm, for Christians to wander off. Jesus says, stay where you are. And, and I will share with you to assist us with abiding in Jesus Christ, to assist us with staying connected to Jesus Christ, to assist us in remaining steadfast, there is a need for pruning to take place. I don't know about you. How many, how many gardeners do we have in the sanctuary today? A few. Okay. All right. See, I've seen the pruning shears. They're the small ones, right? And there, there's some that are pretty large, right? Yeah. I just remember uh, during a period of, of uh, my time when God had to take out the big ones to prune me. Why pruning? Why is it necessary? Because when God prunes us, what God is doing is God is removing the behaviors, the attitudes, the words, the thoughts, the actions that are not Christ-like in all of us require pruning. I'm not the only one. All of us require pruning. Pruning away that that does not reflect the person and teachings of Jesus Christ. Yes. Pruning is a necessary part of our abiding with Jesus Christ. And sometimes the pruning process process takes the form of trials and tribulations. You see, by going through the trials, by going through the tribulations, our faith is strengthened. Our faith is strengthened, and we draw ever closer to Jesus Christ. Abiding in Jesus Christ, remaining in Jesus Christ, not Walking or wandering off from Jesus Christ will yield the same fruit of love that Jesus Christ bore while on earth. And what does that fruit look like? I'm so glad you asked. Justice and righteousness. That fruit also looks like. As Becky, our minister of family, said, the fruit of the Spirit. I'm not going to ask you to repeat it from memory, but you could. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's the fruit we're to bear. We're to also bear the fruit of light. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 9, we read, Light produces fruit that consists of every sort of goodness, justice, and truth. And another kind of fruit that we are to produce is the fruit of disciple-making. We, beloved, Christ followers, are called to make disciples of Jesus Christ. 
We are called to identify those individuals who do not know Jesus Christ yet and to walk alongside them, sharing our lives with them, sharing the word of God with them until they're ready to accept Christ as their Savior and Lord. And then we are to continue to walk with them as they mature in their faith with the understanding that they then will go and make disciples of Jesus Christ. Last week during the town hall meeting, we made a commitment to you. It's a part of our vision that you'll be reading about in the next week, and that is that we will be an intentional disciple making congregation. Oh, yes, I'm so glad you said amen. Disciple making, not member gathering. No, persons will come and they'll join the church as members, but they're not to remain as members. They're to grow and become disciples of Jesus Christ, reflecting the life and teachings of Jesus Christ. Yes, bearing the fruit When we bear witness to Jesus Christ, the world will recognize us as Christ's followers. And according to verse 7, we can ask whatever we want and it will be done for us. Now, I don't know about you, but when I read this passage of Scripture years ago as a very immature Christ follower, I thought I could just ask God for anything and it was going to happen. And I will tell you, there were some very silly, selfish prayers that I asked and that I prayed. And you're right, they were not answered. You see, the key to this verse, verse 7, is this. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, Ask for whatever you want, and it will be done for you. In other words, pray according to the will of God. And someone is asking, so how how can we know what the will of God is? Minister Becky lifted that answer up earlier. Read God's word. Study God's word. Fellowship with God. Listen. Sit under the teachings of others. Yes, yes. When we abide with Jesus Christ, or abide in, in Jesus Christ, we will bear fruit. People will recognize us as disciples of Jesus Christ, and we will glorify, shine the spotlight on God. There are so many people who are looking for God in all of the wrong places. There are so many people who've made God in their own image. No. When we abide in Jesus Christ, when we demonstrate by the lives that we live that we are following the person and teachings of Jesus Christ, then God will be glorified. Well, 
Let me say in closing, to all of you who know people who are rushing after and searching after that perfect life, share with them the good news. They don't have to wrestle. They don't have to chase after the world's definition of the good life or the successful life, no. No, there's an alternative way of living, and that is the Jesus way, a way that can best be described as abiding, remaining in Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Let us pray. Oh, Lord God, we give you thanks for Jesus Christ. We pray for those who are just exhausted right now because they're just trying to go after, seek after that, that they believe will fulfill them, that they will give them purpose and meaning in life. Please remind them that it is only in you through Jesus Christ that they will experience the fulfillment. It is only in you through Jesus Christ that they will fully recognize their purpose in life. And Jesus, remind us as your Christ followers that if we are to bear fruit, not skimpy fruit, but much fruit, we are to abide, we are to remain in you. So give us that desire. And Holy Spirit, thank you for helping us to abide in Jesus Christ. Amen.